The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by BetRivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, this Monday and Tuesday, everything is 20% off in the merch store with the promo code CYBER. Go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use the promo code CYBER. C-Y-B-E-R. It's Diogo Dallo who pulls the ball back across. Garnacho! That is outstanding! A spectacular goal from Alejandro Garnacho! I don't think I've ever been in a stadium... Where I've seen an overhead kick as good as that. And I was there on the day that Rooney scored his in the Manchester derby. That was unbelievable what we've just seen. Calvin-Lewin again. Dominic Calvin-Lewin. And there's the follow-up from McNeil. And Tommy Maynard's on the line to clear. And Manchester United let off the hook. A really good save initially, and then Kobe Menu is just where his team need him, just gazing behind him, ready to tap it in. And United in trouble again. Decore! Well, he's come up with so many big goals in his Everton career that you're almost expecting another. Bruno Fernandes. Martial, Young stepped out of the way, and it's considered a dive, which is going to bring a yellow card for the offence of simulation. Oh, he does stick his right leg out, and the way Ashley Young reacts, I think that's a penalty. So Martial's booking is cancelled, and the penalty is given. Fernandez, brilliant ball, Martial! He just loves scoring against Everton. His ninth goal against the same opponents, and surely that's the victory, safe and secure now for Manchester United. It's Mikalenko trying to give them a bit of a lift of spirit, and he hits the woodwork. Chances, Everton. Beaten the bar, not 
You are listening to BetMFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow BetMFC on X at BetMFC. That's at BetMFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on X at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on X at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also follow them at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. And finally, you can also follow my other Twitter account. That one is at X. That's at X. That one's important because I post free plays on that account and that's also where I post my PL spreadsheet. My PL spreadsheet means I am one of the few tracked and transparent handicappers and I have delivered 125 months in a row of transparent and tracked profit. The pin tweet on that account is always the PL from the previous month. So I post it and then I pin it. All the other um, spreadsheets are there to have a look at, but the easiest place to go and see them is over at lockbetting.com. I encourage people to look at them if you are interested in getting additional plays. Do your due diligence. Have a look at the spreadsheets. When you look through spreadsheets, don't just have a look at the bottom and see that they add up to a winning month because they all do. Have a look at the type of bets that we do because we manage a bankroll very, very sensibly. If we have a losing play, say a one-unit play, we don't chase it with a two-unit play or a three-unit play. We don't have five-unit plays on there. We don't have ten-unit plays. We don't have max plays. We don't have whale plays. We don't have play of the year. We don't have none of that nonsense that you see on gambling Twitter. They're not really making those bets. That's just monopoly money. We make real bets for real people and we make gambling more accessible for anyone with a disposable income. If you don't have the disposable income, don't gamble. But if you do and you want to make this hobby, which is what it is, more fun, and it will be more fun if it's more profitable, obviously, then you can head over to lockbetting.com. Or if you have any questions, shoot me up on the Twitter at or the X at X. That's at X. Moving on with this edition of BetMUFC. Now, obviously, and maybe rightfully so, the Garnacho goal is going to steal all of the headlines. That one's going to be talked about for a long, long time. I saw that a flood of people went down to the training ground after that goal on Monday. And I also saw that Alejandro Garnacho stopped and signed for and did photos with every single one of them, which is a rarity for, for him. Quite a difficult player to get down at Carrington. I think my son's only had him once in the last couple of years, but he stopped for every single every single person. So obviously he's in a good mood. Obviously morale is up with the team. And it was a good performance. Man United were more clinical in that game, which is something that they have been lacking. To win 3-0 in a game where we were not particularly dominant. If you heard the audio there, you know Everton had chances. Some of the Everton chances weren't even on there. So United were somewhat fortunate, but we were clinical and they were not. And that's not been the story for a lot of United games this season where we've come up on the wrong end of a result where the other team have punished us and we've not been clinical at all. So hopefully this is a sign of things moving forward. We do need to keep those chances out at the other end because they weren't just um, chances from around the edge of the box or whatnot. They were pretty clear-cut chances. Um, it's worth mentioning Andre Nana's looking a lot better. He had a much better game here. He seems a little bit more comfortable. At first, it seemed like the shirt was too big for him. We see that with a lot of players. In the goalkeeping position, it's obviously highlighted a lot more because um, every mistake is exemplified because it can cost you a game quite quite directly. You can You can quite clearly see that from a goalkeeping error, it does affect the game immediately. But... Um, at the moment, he is looking a lot better. This was a good team performance. 
good performance from Kobe Manu in midfield. Um, definitely made a case for himself to start against Galatasaray today. Um, also, there were good, good performances across the board. Harry Maguire did okay again. Um, it's becoming difficult for Eric Ten Hag to change this back four, but every time I see it, I am concerned by it, as this is essentially the back four pairing, or at least the, the centre-back pairing that got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer fired and hasn't worked for other managers. Now, I know Varane was signed by the time that Solskjaer got fired, but we know Varane is always injured and it's even hard to make a case for Varane. It's hard to see him on a bench. It's not hard to see him on a bench. It's, it, it's hard to see him on the bench and think that he's not playing because your immediate thought goes to the Real Madrid Rafa Varane, Champions League Varane, as we call him. But obviously his performances have not been up to par and I don't watch the training. And you have to think that Eric Ten Hag is in, a, is in the best position to make that call. And he sees the training, he sees the day-to-day and if he's picking Harry Maguire, a player who it looked like he very much wanted out of the door, a player stripped of the captaincy, a player that he relegated to his fourth choice defender. If he's picking Maguire based on what he sees, you have to trust the manager. And I'm one of these people that do trust the manager. I've come on here openly and trusted the manager. Other people are calling for his head, very quickly forgetting what he did last season, very quickly forgetting what we were expected to do last season and what we actually did last season because of what this manager did and delivered for us. People are very, very forgetful. People are very, very reactive. Uh, I'm not. So, um, and with that said, I'm also willing to look at the situation. And yes, immediately, I do think, wow, Rafa Varane, he should start because he's Rafa Varane. But then I take a step back and think about the fact that this is our our manager who did well for us last season and have to go along with what he says. Um, we have to go along with it anyway. It's not like he's, I can call him and get the team changed. But just you have to be accepting of it and have to have an understanding that he probably knows a lot better than you do. Um, also want to give a special mention for Luke Shaw because we looked a lot more solid with Luke Shaw back Um and that's a very, very important position for us. A lot of injuries have been suffered by United here at the start of the season. I don't really think it's spoken about enough when people are trying to speak about the poor start that we've made. But suddenly, the poor start doesn't look too bad. We've reached a, reached a point total where you wouldn't have said it was a good start to the season, but you would have said it was acceptable at this juncture. I don't think it would have come with eight wins and five defeats necessarily. Perhaps you could have chucked a few more draws in there um, and maybe taken it. Say, say United had seven wins, uh, three three draws and two defeats. I don't think people would have batted an eyelid at the start. Um, so we've now reached a, a point where I feel it's been a normalish start, which is incredible because we have been absolutely hammered by the press. So I want to move on to the... Galatasaray game and looking ahead to that because it's a very important game. I labelled the last show two trips to hell. That's because we were travelling to a very hostile Everton off the points deduction and they were hostile. And now we go to one of the most hostile places in world football. We go to Turkey to play Galatasaray. Before we talk about it, let me take a quick pause to tell you guys about Bet Rivers. 
We're brought to you today by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is available in over 14 states plus Ontario, Canada. It has some of the best live markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, and that includes a ton of props as well, with depositing with withdrawing super easy with Bet Rivers. Sign up using our link to get a risk-free bet up to $500. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-GAMBLER, G-A-M-B-L-E-R. The club, while you've been here, worked so hard to get into the Champions League and you've not always managed it. How, how much of a blow would it be if you didn't qualify for the knockout round? No, obviously for us it's really important to be to be in the competition. We want to, we want to be in the middle of, of the best clubs in uh, in Europe. Um, it's as you said, it's obviously disappointing if we don't go through. Uh, but I'm not thinking on that uh, at the moment. I'm just focused on the game against Galatasaray because the only way we can go through is winning against Galatasaray and going to the last game with a chance to, to go through. So our focus at the moment is on winning this game, uh, knowing that we play against a such good opponent uh, away from home where the atmosphere will be intense. But uh, I think everyone, as a kid, you enjoy and you want to be in these kind of stages, big stadiums, big, uh, big atmospheres. So you just have to enjoy the challenge. And Eric, can I, can I just ask you, from the team that lost against Galatasaray at home, do you think you've improved since then? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Huh? Um, but probably it will be the same for Galatasaray. Uh, but I think we improved. Um, so it's a good progress and you see uh, we, we are stepping up uh, we are more stable uh, we are winning games um, so definitely there's a big difference from the first sight uh, first moment where we played them uh, Eric um, is Rasmus and Anthony both fit to start the game against Galatasaray if, if needed they are in the squad and just on Kobe um, played so well at Goodison that was a, a bit of a hostile atmosphere, but Galatasaray will be another level. Do you have any, um, I guess, you know, concerns about starting him in such a game of importance with such a, a fierce atmosphere? No. Um, we don't have fair. Uh, and if players are good enough, then they are old enough. Could I just ask one for Bruno, possibly? Um, you gave uh, Marcus the, the ball for the penalty. I just wonder, was that something in your mind before the game, or was that just in the, in the moment? No, it was in the moment. Um... As I talk about this already, I thought that Marcos needed his first goal. Um, he's such an important player for us that uh, he hasn't scored in the Premier League this season yet. Last season he was our top scorer, so we know that he's important for us. He's somewhere, someone that can score a lot of goals. And uh, I think strikers, wingers, sometimes is about getting the, this first goal. And uh, after that, they're going to get uh, they straight uh, on, on that to, to score more and more goals. And we need our strikers, our wingers to be in the positions to score goals. And to have the confidence to score them. Now though it is snatched by Ericsson and United can look forward and he's rolled it up here to Marcus Rashford. Rashford eyeball to eyeball with White. It's Rashford! It's a gem! He has smashed and he has cracked! Remnants of last year's game where Marcus Rashford did this. Wonderful, wonderful finish. And Rashford has to play on the left. 
They had to get him into their best position because this is exactly what he can do. Ben White sits off him. He's four or five yards away. He should get tighter. And he pays for it. Yeah, as captain of Man United, he should probably remember that Marcus Rashford scored an absolute screamer against Arsenal. Now, that is the only goal prior to this game that our forward line had delivered. We'd only scored one goal between them all, and it was that screamer from Rashford. At least now we have three goals between the forward line, two for Rashford and one for Garnacho, so it is getting better. But I don't think Marcus Rashford will be overly pleased if he hears those comments from Bruno Fernandes about him forgetting that Rashford already got off the mark. But I can understand his reasoning that Rashford was perhaps lacking goals overall and his performances haven't been good. And he needed that boost of confidence and the captain stepped up, gave him the ball and uh, Rashford luckily put it away, put it away quite emphatically to give him his due. So um, they were the comments. That was the press conference leading into the Galatasaray game. I cut it short because um, I'm doing this show very, very early in the morning and we have an early game. Um, Fell asleep last night preparing to do the show. I'm on a water fast, a seven-day water fast. Um, I'm doing the 96-hour version, the one that Dana White did. Um, Said it's supposed to make you feel great. Says it has all of these benefits at the moment. I just feel absolutely exhausted. And now the, the headaches are coming on on the third day. So um, I'm looking at maybe getting some electrolytes and some sodium before I pass out. But the first thing I needed to do was do this show. And we need to start by covering the game between Manchester United travelling to Galatasaray. We'll also be looking at the game between Bayern Munich and Copenhagen because it does have some implications on this game. And I don't think it's the foregone conclusion that the books think. And I don't think it's the foregone conclusions that supporters think. They have Bayern Munich as the one to five favourites to win it. I think it may play out differently to that um, because I don't think people have factored in that Bayern Munich don't need anything from that game. They're already through and they've already group winners. So what kind of Bayern Munich team are we going to see? This is why I think it's very important for Man United to handle their own business here away to Galatasaray. I do believe that two wins from the last two games will put us in a position to qualify a win here and then a win against what should be a weakened Bayern Munich team should be enough to do it, despite the fact Man United have been so poor in this competition with just one win from four so far and three defeats. The books cannot separate them. It's 13-8 to eight on United. It's 13-8 to eight on Galatasaray. And it's 13-5 to five here on the draw. It's hard for me to take United based on what I've seen so far this season. But it's also hard to go against United based on what I saw at the weekend. One weird thought that I have in my mind, though, is that I do believe that United will need to score three goals to win this game. Because I can see us conceding a couple of goals here in Turkey. United have been a defensive mess in the Champions League so far this season. They've lost both of their two away trips 4-3. So why would I not think that Galatasaray were going to score a couple of the goals here when we've shipped eight goals on the road in the Champions League so far? We were also beaten 3-2 by Galatasaray at Old Trafford. And they can definitely add to the seven goals they've scored in four games with their forwards in form. So I do believe that United 
after conceding 11 goals across their four group games so far, will need to step up here and find the back of the net on three occasions to come away with the win. And therefore, it's very, very difficult to make a play in United and confidently say, we're going to score three goals like we did at the weekend. If we do what we did at the weekend and we are that clinical, then we can actually come to Turkey and win something. But also, it's going to be an even more hostile atmosphere than it was at Goodison Park. My lean here is just to take the over. I do think that there'll be three goals. I very much think Galatasaray could contribute a couple of them, leaving United in a position where they need three. In fact, I'm even confident enough to elevate that to BTTS and over two and a half goals, which is available at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110. I do think United will score and I do think United will concede and I do think there'll be more goals in the game. So I do think this will be a winning bet without having to commit to either side winning this game. So just sit back, enjoy it if you're a neutral and hope for a plethora of goals. This meeting produced five goals last time and I don't think that Titan KG is in the repertoire of either of these two teams. We may see some of that side-to-side clock-killing play that Man United implement when they are winning games, but essentially the, the back line has proved that it's not really good enough to see it through. Now, Luke Shaw does make a big difference. Kobe Manu being that active midfield player, that box-to-box player, does make a difference. I don't want to put too much pressure on his shoulders already because he's just come into the team, but I do think he can be a difference maker and... I do think that Man United are in a much better position to win this game than they were a few weeks back. But should we be in this position? Is it acceptable to go out of the Champions League? Is it acceptable to go down to the Europa League or go out of Europe entirely? No, absolutely not. It doesn't matter that you made a bad start and you've overcome it. When we go out of the Champions League, if we go out of the Champions League, it's still going to be a major, major setback, no matter how we are doing in the league and however we've improved or wherever we are in the table or moving up the table or whatever. It won't matter. It's a major, major setback to go out of the Champions League. Before we move on to looking at Bayern Munich's game, because I did say we were going to look at that game here because it does have significant implications on what Manchester United do. Because if Copenhagen win, then it doesn't matter what Man United do because it's not in our hands. If Copenhagen win two wins, get two wins, and they're going into this ahead of United, they will go through. And people probably think I'm crazy about talking about Copenhagen winning in Bayern Munich, but it's not as crazy as you might think. And we'll get to that in a second. Before we do, let me take a pause to tell you guys about underdog fantasy because they have a way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 that's Underdog Fantasy and the promo code SGPN. Let me also take this pause to tell you guys about Hall of Fame Bets, where you can stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. So moving on to Copenhagen, travelling to Bayern Munich, where, as I said, Munich are the one of five favourites. It's 6-1 to on the draw and it's 11-1 on Copenhagen. This is an 8 o'clock kickoff, so whatever happens in Turkey, everybody will be supporting 
Bayern to get the job done. And I'm hoping that we see a strong-ish Bayern Munich team here. Bayern Munich are already through to the last 16 of the Champions League. They've eased through the group. They are the group winners with four wins out of four. They made light work out of Galatasaray, but they did not make light work out of United in their opener. And they certainly didn't make light work of Copenhagen, who were very, very good at home and probably should have beaten Bayern Munich. If they had more experience in terms of seeing things over the line, perhaps they would have got themselves a monumental upset result. Now, coming into this one, I don't see Bayern Munich as a one to five favourite at all because I do believe they will heavily rotate their lineup. A rotated lineup should still be good enough to beat Copenhagen or at the very least get a draw. Now, if this game is a draw, that's an okay result for United and Galatasaray. Obviously, they want Copenhagen beaten. Because if Copenhagen are beaten, unbelievably, Man United are still alive in this competition with a draw. Man United have been absolutely woeful so far in this competition. They go out tonight if Galatasaray win. But if it is a draw for United then everything stays the same. Copenhagen remain a point ahead of United and Galatasaray remain a point ahead of United. At the moment, they are both on four points. United are on three. They'll move to five points and United will move to four and everything will go on to the last day. Now, if either Copenhagen or Galatasaray win that final game, then United are out, no matter what they do against Bayern Munich. But if it's a draw, which it could be, and United beat Bayern, they go through. But obviously, it's much more important that United win their game. Now, if Copenhagen lose and Man United get a point today, Man United go level on points with Copenhagen. Galatasaray, obviously, in pole position to qualify. But everybody else has struggled in Copenhagen. And there's a very real possibility that Copenhagen will be able to beat Galatasaray as they have beaten Man United and almost beat Bayern Munich. And if you're thinking, why would they try? Well, because they can still qualify for the next round because they would think that Bayern Munich's second team could give Man United a run for their money. And at the very least, if they beat Galatasaray, they're guaranteed a spot in the Europa League by beating them. So lots of stuff still on the line. We've gone through a lot of permutations. Ultimately, how do I see the Bayern Munich game playing up? What am I looking at here as a play? Um, five of Bayern Munich's last eight games have featured over three and a half goals. And Copenhagen have found a net in three of their four Champions League games so far this season. And as Bayern Munich are going to rotate, at least I think they will in my opinion, I do believe Copenhagen will be able to make a contribution here to the scoring. So I'm going to go with goals. And as I think Copenhagen will contribute, I'm a lot more confident taking the goals here for this game. BTTS is priced up at four to five minus one. 125. I think that's more than generous. You're getting the same price on over three and a half goals and you're getting the same price on BTTS. For over three and a half goals, I need four goals. And for BTTS, I just need two goals as long as Copenhagen get one. I do think Copenhagen will score in this game. I think Copenhagen have a real shot of getting something here. As I said, I don't think it will be a full Bayern Munich lineup. I'm not expecting the likes of Lero Sane and Harry Kane to start. Perhaps Harry Kane has his eye on personal accolades and he will start 
start this game because he wants to be the top goal scorer in the Champions League. Perhaps Tuchel will let it slide by. I also do think that Man United are in an advantageous position where if Bayern Munich are going to put out their starters for one more game or at least a strong-ish lineup, it will be here in front of their home supporters. These are their supporters. These are their ticket buyers. Some have come from far and away to watch Bayern Munich play. And if there is going to be one final effort, at least a semi-strong team, it will be here. There is really no reason to put out your strongest team or anywhere near your strongest team at Old Trafford. So that's the advantageous Manchester United, advantageous position United are in. But United have to take care of their own business tonight and they face a very difficult, difficult task at Galatasaray, as everybody knows. That's it for me and this edition of Better MFC. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.